Hi there, folks. Matt Hunsaker here for the State Tax Show. This week, a quick update on California Assembly Bill 71 and its aggressive treatment of foreign income. I try not to make it a habit to comment on failed legislation, but a lot of you have been asking what's going on with California Assembly Bill 71, especially those of you with uh, foreign operations. That was the bill that would have created a Bring California Home Fund to address homelessness issues in California. And the bill was making some progress but the sponsor has decided not to advance the bill, supposedly because some $10 billion in funding was provided elsewhere. But I want to talk briefly about the bill, even though it's failed, because the sponsor has said that she will be exploring some of the same policies in Assembly Bill 71 in the future. So to prepare you for those future battles, here are the highlights. The first thing that the bill would have done is tax 50% of global intangible low-taxed income, or guilty as we call it. And on top of that, the tax would not allow companies to include foreign factor representation when apportioning the guilty income. So you have guilty income coming in from foreign activities, but your apportionment factor doesn't reflect the activity that generated that income. And as I've said many times before, that really has some serious constitutional implications. The second major feature of Assembly Bill 71 would have been to require companies to include 40% of their undistributed foreign dividend income from 1986 to 2017 in the tax base. This is the one-time repatriation concept that was part of the 2017 federal tax reform. And just like with guilty, this repatriation income would not have factor representation, which again causes additional constitutional issues. Now, when I say that the bill doesn't allow factor representation, that doesn't mean that it doesn't offer some Uh, at least uh, window dressing apportionment relief. It allows companies to, or I guess it it would have allowed companies to elect a 14% special, special apportionment factor for the guilty. And that may sound great if your apportionment factor is over 14%. And that's going to be the case more often with companies that are based in California. And So that creates a little bit of a problem because you could make a case that this special apportionment factor favors in-state companies over out-of-state companies. And as we all know, you can't do that kind of stuff under the United States Constitution. One of the other problems with this bill that I don't think has gotten quite a lot of attention is that it doesn't really address Biden's tax plan. and. Essentially, I don't want to get into the entirety of of the Biden tax plan, but really the upshot of it all is that 
with Biden's tax plan in place, it would really under undermine and essentially render obsolete a lot of the premises that AB 71 was based on. One other interesting thing about the bill that I should probably mention before we go is that the repatriation income would have come in in 2022, and the bill would have allowed companies who have elected Water's Edge reporting to elect worldwide reporting and get out of the repatriation income. And so really what they're doing is using the repatriation income as a stick to uh, cause taxpayers to give up their water's edge election. And I think that was one of the main issues that a lot of companies that I've spoken with have had with this particular legislation is not wanting to have the repatriation income, but also not wanting to give up the water's edge election. Now, because this bill didn't pass, I've kind of given short shrift to most of it. But there's a lot of really interesting concepts in this particular bill, not just from the tax side, but also the political side, when you start to hear some of the phraseology and rationale for the tax that the politicians throw around. And if this really interests you, what I would recommend you do is that you get a hold of an article that was written by the folks at Cost. I think the authors were Carl Frieden and Erica Kenny. And it's entitled Eureka Not California CIT Reforms Ill Conceived, Punitive, and Mistimed. I think you can probably tell what their views are on it based by that title. It's a great article if you really want to understand a little bit more of the lay of the land in the way that California taxes foreign income. And if you want to have in your back pocket some rebuttals to some of the rationale that the politicians have given for enacting the tax principles or policy that are in AB 71. Well, that's all I have on AB 71, but I did want to ask you a question, uh, and that is whether you want to hear about California's latest proposal for a wealth tax. I know most of you that listen to this show are kind of coming at more from the corporate and business perspective. And I have less listeners that are interested on the personal income tax, or at least the individual side. And so I've kind of held off talking about the wealth tax proposal. But if enough of you are interested, I will go ahead and cover some of the thoughts that I have about a potential wealth tax and some of the problems that that would present. Uh, so just drop me a line if that's of interest to you. Otherwise, I'm probably just going to skip over it for now. Well, that's it for this week. I'll be back again next Monday with a brand new episode of the State Tax Show. Until then, have yourselves a great week. The State Tax Show podcast is produced by Baker and Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.